Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 468 for Tuesday, the 6th of September 2016. So nice to have you here as we celebrate 50 years of Star Trek tonight on Category 5 Technology TV. We've got all kinds of tech to look at, including NCC 1701A, the drone a quadcopter from Air Hogs that we're going to be actually putting up into the air here in Studio D today. Exciting! We've also got the world's smallest HD video camera. We're going to be looking at that, and we're going to see if it can be mounted on a teeny drone. Ooh, you want exciting. to stick around? Lots of stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. For the record, he's Robbie. I'm Jeff. That's us. Yeah. Captain Robbie. Captain Robbie. <laughs> what does that make me? Just the tag-along? Lieutenant Jeff. Yeah. At least I'm not in a red shirt. That's true. Depends on which era. I mean, we we are mixing and matching the eras here, folks. We've got NCC 1701A. We're going to be flying. I'm wearing something from TNG. Jeff is wearing something from TOS. So, well spotted. It's almost like an episode of Generations. <laughs> there you go. Nicely oh. done. Bam. <laughs> Right. What do you got coming up, Jeff? Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. The guy who hacked the site of Linux kernel five years ago has finally been arrested. What? And whoops, Warner Brothers accidentally reported its own website for copyright infringement. <laughs> it's starting to look like open office baby dead. If not yet, very, very soon. And Nintendo appears to be going back to cartridges for their upcoming console. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome back to the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Jeff Weston. I should say Captain Ferguson, sorry. And I'm Lieutenant Weston. Folks, we've got some amazing tech to look at tonight. We've got sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bring, like, my tricorder. I've got all the geekery. I've got everything do, we, do you have a com badge i i well yeah you, the real deal wow <clears throat> this is gold plated this is the real thing i Impressive. had to buy this off of ebay and it cost a little more than it's worth i see yours is stitched into the shirt that's the era that you are from it is true my era required gold pressed latinum and gold That's just how I grew up. All right, so let's talk about Star Trek. All right, Star Trek is celebrating its 50th anniversary in two days. That's this Thursday. 50 years, if you can believe it, since uh, the original Star Trek series came on the air and uh, then got canceled and then became a cult phenomenon. And by cult phenomenon, we mean everybody in the world loves it. Pretty much. Yeah. So then The Next Generation came out uh, when I was uh, but a wee lad, and that's when I got hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Captain Picard is basically my dad. And uh, I grew up on the Starship Enterprise. That's just how Did it you? went down. Yeah, See? I spent every night watching Star Trek episodes. I, I, I did watch it at night, but I actually grew up watching the original Yeah. on days when I'd be at home sick. It'd be the, the infomercial on all of the dogs that need to be adopted by the OSPCA. And then right. the original Star Trek. There you go. Yep, that's, that's what I exactly do. how it goes down. Yep. So, favorite series. The debate begins. Comment below. If you're in the chat room live, let us know what your favorite series is. For me, it's always going to be The Next Generation because that's what really put me on to Star Trek. Um, yeah. I did watch uh, all of the subsequent series. 
mm-hmm. at that point. So, you know, we watched Voyager next. We watched Deep Space Nine, and Deep Space Nine was a surprise for me because I didn't think I was going to like it. I, you know, Deep Space Nine I haven't been able to get into. We've tried, my wife and I, yeah. haven't been able to do it. It is one of those uh, shows where, okay, well, they've, they've taken, okay, so I grew up with Next Generation, and then we got into Voyager. Uh, no, you know what? I think Voyager came next. Voyager came after DS9 for me. Yeah. DS9 was the next one, and DS9 for me was like, okay, well, this is Star Trek, but it's stationary. It's not out right. exploring the galaxy, as was the case with the original series and the Next Generation. So it was completely foreign to me, but then got familiar with the characters, started to fall in love with the show, and really uh, it it took off for me uh, about probably a season or two in. Um, then watching Voyager, that one right from the get-go, loved it. And again, they they flip it on his ears by putting Catherine Janeway at the helm and saying, okay, now we're going to we're gonna show that, you know, we're, we're equality is is huge in the future. And I think it's a fantastic thing that Gene Roddenberry did to mm-hmm. say, you know, this is this is what we're standing for, and and there's a lot of morality in Star Trek, and uh, a lot of great lessons yes, there. Absolutely. So then from there, then we actually went and watched Enterprise, which again, why did I not love Enterprise when it was on the air? It wasn't until years after it was canceled that I realized, oh my gosh. And I think why I couldn't get into Enterprise when it was on the air is because of uh, the fact that Quantum Leap was still so close in my mind. Right? Yeah, that's fair. So Captain Archer, to me, was Quantum Leap. And so it really, I had trouble making that transition to Enterprise at first. Certainly, while it was li- like being broadcast, and then I realized, you know what, this is a darn good show, and it only lasted, you know, four seasons, four I believe. Seasons, so, yeah. um, so that was a shame. And here we are. What do we got coming up? Twenty seventeen. We've got a brand new Star Trek coming out. Of mm-hmm. course, Gene Roddenberry, rest his soul, is uh, is no longer with us, and we have to hope and trust that um, that the vision that he laid laid out with Star Trek because it's not just about the universe that he's created but also the 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 whole kind of atmosphere of Star Trek. It's different in the movies. I hope so because from what I, I've there's been a few different reports that I've read and one of them just made me cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about that or I I think so. Uh, I don't remember the source that I read it on. Okay. Uh, it may have been through Flip. I read a lot of news on Flip. Um and uh, they said that the they were planning to take the new Star Trek TV show in a Game of Thrones sexy direction. How sexy? I mean, because there, there's always been the the miniskirts and the, the the idea was the throwback to um, the original series, how there was the romance, yeah. but with some Game of Thrones type. Yeah, I guess we run which into basically means nudity. Oh, on Star Trek. That's the report I read. Like Orion women, or are we talking Starfleet? Like that's. I'm gonna assume not Starfleet. I don't think Starfleet. Okay. I don't ever recall them taking their clothes off. Here we are (laughs) on the Orion homeworld. That's right. We're gonna spend a lot of time there in season one, folks. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. I don't know whether they're gonna change that plan, but I was like, oh, please don't do that. Who knows how it's going to be? We don't have a lot of information about it yet. All we know is it's coming. Uh, Star Trek Renegades was something that um, was a spinoff by a lot of the characters, uh, the actors from Voyager. I mean, Tuvok. 
the guy who played Tuvok actually created the series, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was going to be great. Yeah. I mean, it it really it, it had a B aspect to it for sure, but for those of us who are diehard fans and can see, yeah, that's Tuvok, yeah, way to go, and Harry Kim's going to be on, and we've yeah. got Chakotay coming on board, and everything else, and then all of a sudden CBS put a stop to it and said no. We're not going to allow it anymore because we've yeah. got our show coming out. And so they put out the new rules and then Star Trek Renegades became Renegades and they had to pull all references to Star Trek. Yeah. Which is a real shame because fan fiction is, is really what kept Star Trek alive Absolutely. all these years, I think, in a lot of cases. Being able to go to Comic-Cons and, and meet your heroes, the actors from years gone by. And these oh, are yeah. folks that... Their lives are ruined by this. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, you I mean, know? if you ever watch The Big Bang Theory, you've got Will Wheaton on there, and that's like, yeah, he, he kind of got stuck in like a, a Mark Hamill type situation. Like, the guy's only seen as Luke Skywalker, and in sure. the case of Will, Will made Wheaton, some big bad decisions, though. I mean, he was a young guy. Yeah, he was at you know he felt like he was at the start of his career. Yeah, playing uh, Wesley Crusher, uh, Doctor Crusher's son getting the chance to be on the bridge of the Enterprise NCC 1701D. But then he, the actor, thought, you know what, I could be doing so much more. I could be doing movies, I could be doing this and that, and I did Stand By Me, and that was huge, and I could be doing all these other things. And so Gene kind of, you know, he I don't know if it was an attitude thing or what happened, but they pulled Will's character from the show ever so gradually with the, you know, the care, uh, caretaker was it and and yeah i think so it's just unfortunate yeah so it never happened so he's still stuck talking about star trek yeah michael dorn is still talking about star trek brent yep. spiner can't get away from star trek Ooh. george takai though is making a really big social oh, media sure. presence absolutely <laughs> but it's, it's still a lot about star trek because yeah. he realizes that this is really a, a phenomenon it's more than a show it, yeah, I mean, it's changed lives. Absolutely. And you've got people like, I, I think the only, uh, who, who can you think of in Star Trek lore that is, that has been able to transcend Star Trek? Well, I think Patrick Pat, Stewart. Patrick Stewart is the one that comes to mind. And he's done movies and he's, you know, he's X-Men and, and uh, he did Safe House, which is an awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, go get it. Uh, I still have that movie. Yeah? Yeah, I still have the DVD. Me too. Great movie. One of my yeah. all-time faves. Yeah, you and turned me on to that movie. It yeah. was good. Good, was good. Very good. Very good. Um, I forget his name, the guy who plays Q. He's done okay. John Delancey. Yes. Yeah. He's done well. Fantastic read on that guy. Oh, yeah. He'll do voices like you would not believe. John Delancey can do Riker. Like un- and he, when he does a read of Captain Picard, you think oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart is in the studio with him. It's unreal. Did you know that he's on My Little Pony? I would have imagined that that would have been the next progression in his career. Yep. See, my daughter's big into My Little Pony. Yeah. And, and he plays <laughs> one of the bad characters. But he can't get away from Star Trek, so all of a sudden Q shows up. <laughs> the grid is just coming toward the pony. But it's funny because he's, <laughs> he's a character in the My Little Pony show, and he yes. messes with time and space and gravity and just very much Q-ish. And I was really? Like, yes, yeah, so I got to oh kick out Oh my gosh, it. now we've all got to go see My Little Pony. All of us Trekkies have to go see My Little Pony. How did that happen? From Trekkies to bronies. That's what um, it becomes. The other, uh, the other person who comes to mind, of course, you mentioned Geordie LaForge. Um, yes. And, and uh, LeVar Burton has done well with his children's shows, but he started yes. with that. That's right, Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. And, and then... It's coming back. 
Yeah. So he did Star Trek yeah. as Geordi LaForge, which was a that was a stretch for him. Mm-hmm. He became Geordi LaForge and created that character. Did a fantastic job. And then now here we are, how many years later? And Reading Rainbow is on the comeback. Yeah. And he is involved. LeVar yes. Burton is involved in the Reading Rainbow reboot. Yep. So I think that's fantastic. I can't think of anybody else who's... What about you, chat room? Yeah. Folks on YouTube, comment below. Can you think of anyone who you love from Star Trek who has made it big elsewhere? You just can't get away from it. I mean, yeah. you can look at all of the characters of the show who have been in movies and who have... You, you look at Will Shatner and think, yes, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but you still see him as Captain Kirk. Yeah. And he still reads the same way, too. Like his commercials. Have you noticed that? <laughs> he ooh, still ooh. has the pause Let's in his voice. Let's talk about. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we got? All right. Okay. I love being Canadian. Here in Canada, Nova Scotia, there is a brewery called Garrison, and Garrison has brought us Star no Trek beer. Way. And this is officially licensed Star Trek beer. Each label is different. It's got a different shot of the USS Enterprise. Really? Yeah. So when I was buying this uh, for the show, because I, I absolutely, you, you have to, you have to pay into this. Of course. It's merchandising galore. But the 50th anniversary, of course. Uh, so I was standing at the checkout, and uh, the guy looked at me funny. Because I think I was the first person to buy it. Yeah. And I said, ah, it's for the geek. <laughs> I, I know this geek who's going to really enjoy that. And he laughed and he said, you know what? You might want to tell him that uh, people are actually steaming the labels off of these. If they're serious about Star Trek, if they're a real diehard fan, they're steaming the labels off of these and keeping them. Really? And I said, no, sir. If they're serious, they are not opening this, and it is expiring in the box. That's correct. The funny thing is, is that I am paying for this, and the dude didn't clue in that the geek (laughs) (laughs) is me. Come on, dude. I'm, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So this is the golden anniversary ale here on the show tonight. We're going to crack into it. I know we're destroying the collectability of this. I feel like there should be music. There it is. Oh, look at that. See, that is just beautiful. Now, we don't normally have a beer on the show, but this uh, this is special. And tonight we're celebrating the 50th anniversary okay. of Star Trek. So have we so, got different ships? Yeah, so yeah, I've got are. one, and they're being flown beside the U.S. Air Force. Oh, nice. Okay, and I've just got uh, NCC 1701, the original, flying in a foreign airspace. This looks like uh, definitely not Earth. Maybe Romulus? Okay, hmm. Douglas E. Graves. Is that an actor on the show? Douglas E. Graves. I don't know, there's a quote that says, whatever this is, it's big. Oceans of Blue and Seas of Fire, John Eaves. I'm not sure on that one. Do you folks Mm. know about that? I don't know the history of the beer. Maybe they're brewmasters, maybe they're actors. But the question is, is it any good? Because they're they're doing this for the geeks and saying... Is it it a twist? I doubt it. No? Okay. You can try. Yeah, no, because I'll just look pathetic on the show, and we're not doing that. Oh, and this is going to ruin our desk, so we've got coasters. Yeah, we're going all out. 
You wearing your Spock underwear? I have got my Spock thong. Uh. Cheers, folks. Cheers. And the review. Not quite Romulan. No, that's actually really good. That is good. I'm not a hoppy. I'm not a golden beer person, but that's good. It's an ale, but it does have a a fair amount of hops in there. I can taste the bitterness. It's nice. Mm. Quite good. Hey, if you got a chance to check it out. Uh, I don't know about you in the States. Have you got access to Garrison's uh, 50th anniversary Star Trek beer? That's kind of a treat. I don't know. Okay. How many bottles do we have to go through the episode? We have six. Perfect. I don't think we're going to make it to the end. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it, folks. We've got the Star Trek drone we're going to be looking Mm -hmm. at tonight. We've also got the world's smallest video camera, digital video camera. We're going to be actually putting that on a teeny drone. Will it fly on something as microscopic as a micro drone? We'll find out. Think CX-10. We're going to look at that in just a little bit. And one of the things I love about the show is we don't, pre-test it (laughs) he said to me so have you tried this is it going to be able to carry the payload i don't know we're going to find out for you (laughs) so that uh so that you don't have to uh go out and buy it and find out that hey this is not going to work i think and we're going to get into it but i think you know there are some interesting use cases for that camera we're going to look at that absolutely in a little bit okay but first being the Star Trek theme, and we've got Star Trek paraphernalia all around us we've got our Star Trek pizza cutter from think geek We've got Star Trek Judgment Rights, the video game, limited edition CD-ROM, which was sent to us by a viewer. And we could review this tonight. This was sent to us by Old Salt. Thank you, Old Salt. Uh, appreciate that. That's pretty cool. And we've got our Spock bobblehead that sat on the, uh, the set of our, uh, our, our C, uh, Studio C. And you can't right. see here at home. Jeff, you can see, though. We've got a USS Reliant up at the top. We've got a Klingon Warbird. Yeah. We've got stuff all around us. And even Captain Picard. That's right. There we go. We should have him on display. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't do Picard without the Borg. The Borg. Destroyed. That's really the ugliest Captain Picard I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The likeness is there, but oh, well. The collector in me says, hey, you know what? But I still open the boxes, folks. Yeah, well, yeah. And then we've got our stop-motion star here from, uh, I think, season three. I think he did a, 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 a view. Yeah, okay. I uh, did a stop-motion video. Okay, but let's and get let's get the Picard heads? out of our way. Those are our bobble doll- dolls that uh, have been on the, the in the kitchen area of Category <laughs> 5 Studio D. So we've got Star Trek stuff all around us. We've got the sign behind us as well, and uh, that never ceases to grow. Okay, so the NCC-1701A model uh, drone from Air Hogs. This is sent to us for the drone zone, and I wanted to show it tonight. We this haven't is the one that's not available in Canada, correct? I think it is now. Is it now? Okay. Uh, in limited quantities. You can actually go to cat5.tv slash fly and click on drones, and you can actually see this. Uh, we've uh, done an unboxing. If yep. you want to check it out, go to thedronezone.tv. So as you can see, it's out of the box right now, uh, but uh, that unboxing video is available for you at thedronezone.tv. But we haven't flown it yet on the drone zone because I oh. wanted to save that for our viewers here on Category 5 Technology You're just TV. just that special. That is if I can fly it in here without crashing it into stuff. Oh, please don't crash it. I shall cry. Sad? 
There it is, folks. So what's cool about this is it's got, I mean, it's got sound effects. It's got everything. Let's see what she sounds like. It's all original series stuff, folks. That's awesome. And you notice one of the things that I I picked up here just now is when I fired up, yeah, when I fired up the controller, the nacelles turned off. And as I start to take off, watch your beer. Whoa, there's some serious <laughs> There's some kick to that thing There really is Okay, are we going to be able to fly it in here? I don't I, know I don't know Here Okay, you got it? Uh, uh, Hold your papers <laughs> Okay, let's try My show notes are going all over the place Okay I like the lights oh, It's going to go <laughs> Okay, it's up Look at that they can't see it. I'm going to try to bring it in, folks. It's hard to control. <laughs> Be ready to grab it if it... <laughs> oh, wow, the remote's making noises, too. It makes all kinds of noise. It's pretty stable flyer, though. Oh, you That's guys can't bad. see it on the, on the screen. Oh. oh, I want you to see this. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's cool. I could just do this all day, folks. <laughs> Look at that. There you go. Wow. That's the Air Hogs NCC-1701A. <laughs> I'm sure we're supposed to fly it outdoors. Fortunately, I'm you know experienced flyer. but Way better at this than I. <laughs> <laughs> it's neat, though, because what they've done is they've offset the, the, the weight of the nacelles with a battery up at the front here. Okay. They've got quadcopter motors underneath here. So I don't know if you can see. Maybe if I fire it up. Ready? See those? <laughs> a good little fan yeah. uh, but we've got four motors here just like any quadcopter on the saucer section that is uh, and it really flies that is impressive i want to take this up at nighttime and see what it looks like with all those lights oh, and yeah. everything else so we've got all the sound effects everything else uh, that's cool pretty authentic pretty awesome and i haven't had a lot of chance to play with this because um, it's so very new, and right. we do need to review it on the drone zone in order to actually take it out and start playing with it. Um, but there it is. So we're going to be doing more flight demos on the dronezone.tv. Pretty cool stuff. You can actually buy them now at cat5.tv slash fly. It comes with this stand for, for display, so you're going to find it uh, on our set here at Category 5 TV, I'm sure. Uh, and you can uh, get them either in the United States or Canada at cat 5 tv slash fly Ooh, warp drive <laughs> pretty neat stuff that's very cool that is fun this wow. is category 5 technology tv welcome to the show tonight we are celebrating and cheers we're celebrating 50 years of star trek here at category 5 technology tv uh and uh we welcome you to join us in the chat room category 5 on free node or of course com- comment below if you're watching this on demand and you have any uh, any thoughts about what Star Trek has meant to you over the years and uh, and what show which uh, which of the shows is your absolute go-to favorite Star Trek, 
All right, you've got to stick around. We've got lots more coming up. Uh, for example, we have a big announcement about Season 10. Huge. Coming up in just a couple of minutes' time. You want to stick around for that. Uh, you know that we are doing a, a, a virtual reality broadcast from Studio D. We've got the 360 view. We're going to be talking about that in a couple of minutes uh, just after the news. And then we've got a huge announcement about what's coming up for Season mm-hmm. 10. So you want to stick around. Okay, so Jeff, we're going to uh, we're going to send it over to you. Okay, in the newsroom. All right. It's Tuesday, September 6th, 2016, and here are the stories we're covering this week. The guy who hacked the site of the Linux kernel 5 years ago has finally been arrested. Whoops. Warner Brothers accidentally reported its own site for copyright infringement. It's starting to look like OpenOffice may be dead, and if not yet, very soon. Lastly, Nintendo appears to be going back to the cartridges of their upco- for their upcoming console. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, because... Cat5.tv slash GearBest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about compute, uh, consumer electronics? Those make a great gift. Absolutely. From high-tech watches to action cameras, headphones, even virtual reality headsets. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has you covered. They literally have it all, Jeff. Literally. Really? It's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb. Yeah. I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of ele- uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock-bottom super-duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cap5.tv slash gearbest. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, Now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, But, of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash GearBest. See, that's easy. cat5.tv slash GearBest. That's right. Happy shopping. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. In August 2011, multiple servers used to maintain and distribute the Linux operating system kernel were infected with malware that gave an unknown intruder almost unfettered access. Earlier this week, the five-year-old breach investigation got its first big break 
when federal prosecutors unsealed an indictment accusing a South Florida computer programmer of carrying out the attack. A 27-year-old man from EI Portal, Florida, used login credentials belonging to a Linux kernel organization system administrator to install a hard-to-detect backdoor on servers belonging to the organization. This is according to the document that was unsealed on Monday. Now, the breach was significant because the group uh, manages the network and the website that maintain and distribute the open source OS that's used by millions of corporate and government networks around the world. One of Austin's motives for the intrusion, prosecutors allege, was to gain access to the software distributed through the www.kernel.org website. Now, the man was arrested by Miami Shores police on Sunday following a traffic stop and is scheduled to appear in San Francisco federal court on September 22nd. In a surprising twist in the fight against copyright infringement online, film studio Warner Brothers has asked Google to remove its own website from search results, saying that it violates copyright laws. Smart. It also asked the search giant to remove links to legitimate movie streaming websites run by Amazon and Sky, as well as the film database IMDb. The request was submitted on behalf of Warner Brothers by Vobile, a company that files hundreds of thousands of takedown requests every month. Now, companies such as Vobile typically work on behalf of major film studios reporting illegally uploaded copies of movies and television programs. In one request, Google was asked to remove links to the official websites for films such as Batman, The Dark Knight, and The Matrix. Licensed online movie portals such as Amazon and Sky Cinema were also reported for copyright infringement. Now, piracy monitoring firms often use automated systems to find and report copyright infringing websites, and accidents are bound to happen. Now, after reviewing the Warner Brothers report, Google decided not to remove the links to Amazon, IMDb, and Sky Cinema from its results. <laughs> Go figure. Warner Brothers has yet to comment. Wow. Open source, once the premier open source alternative to Microsoft Office, could be shut down because there aren't enough developers to update the Office suite. Project, project leaders are particularly worried about their ability to fix security pro problems. An email thread titled, What Would Open Office Retirement Involve?, was started yesterday by Dennis Hamilton, Vice President of Apache OpenOffice, a volunteer position that reports to the Apache Software Foundation Board. It is, he says, it is my considered opinion that there is no ready supply of developers who have the capacity, capability, and will to supplement the roughly half dozen volunteers holding the project together. Now, no decisions have been made yet, but Hamilton noted that retirement of the project is a serious possibility as the apache board wants to know what the project's considerations are with respect to retirement wow you have an opinion on this one? well you know open office was the premier microsoft office alternative yes LibreOffice. yes has blown them out of the water by yeah. taking the source and then continuing on with it yeah. so it's not like the project is dead it's that it maybe maybe the fork has become w where it's at 
I mean, operating systems now, Linux comes with LibreOffice much more often than OpenOffice. Yes. OpenOffice was kind of where it all started. But So it's not like it's dead. It's not like you have to be, oh, no, now there's no alternative. No, LibreOffice has taken over, I think, uh, of that that spot. But there's that feeling of nostalgia that makes you want to go, ah, oh, OpenOffice, no. I still have We grew up with you. It's yeah? true. You have open office? I still have open office Classic. On, on one of my laptops. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to be switching to LibreOffice soon. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Same thing, only newer. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Yeah. All right. Nintendo is reportedly planning to return to old school game cartridges for its next home console, codenamed the NX. This is according to the Wall Street Journal, which cites anonymous sources familiar with the matter. However, it's not the first time we've heard this rumor about the NX, which will be launching globally in March 2017 and is expected to be some sort of a hybrid device that works on your TV, but also as a portable console. This is why cartridges make sense, though, for the NX. Although the sort of storage was phased out for decades, about a decade ago for home consoles as optical media began to offer greater storage capabilities, cartridges are Nintendo's best choice for its hybrid NX. Increased competition between manufacturers means flash storage has become faster and cheaper in recent years, and Nintendo itself still uses cartridges for its handheld systems like the 3DS. Now, they have the advantage of being more kid-friendly. You can't really scratch them like you could a CD. They are harder to pirate, and data loads faster on them than they do on optical discs. Cartridges are also more portable than fragile discs, potentially corroborating earlier reports that indicated that the NX would include a mobile unit that could either be used in conjunction with the console or taken on the road for separate use. Now, Nintendo is still refusing to comment on what this mysterious new console actually is, but there's more than enough information out there for fans to ruminate. And uh, I totally lost my spot there. <laughs> it includes patents for a strange elliptical controller that's also a touchscreen. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Thanks, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. How are you making out over there? I'm good. Yeah, we're celebrating Star Trek tonight. As yes. Thursday is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And we have... And Star- it we good. actually have Star Trek beer here in it's Canada. True. Because we're that awesome. A. <laughs> How Canadian is it that our favorite shows have beer? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. They probably have a hockey team, too. See, that's why we're incredible. C-128D. There are other reasons we're incredible, but that's one of them. Uh, I got my notes. C-128D. <laughs> oh, yeah, they blew away. <laughs> they blew away. <laughs> C128E, thank you for your opinionated opinions on YouTube. Says drones at school, especially primary or elementary, is just no! No! Sorry, but too many liability issues, and you should be ashamed of yourself for even suggesting flying one in the classroom or the lunchroom or any interior room of a school for that matter. Sorry, but you really blew it on that segment. C128D. Dude, again, we're talking about toys. 
we are not talking about big drones or even this. I I brought my teeny drone to school with my kids. Yeah? Like... You're the star. All the kids thought my kids were the coolest because their dad had a drone. Do you remember when we were kids and we had race cars? I do RC race cars. And that was the thing. Yeah. And you'd race around. Now it's just... Yeah, third dimension. Everybody thought it was great. The teachers were standing around going, oh, that's really cool. And of course, with the teeny drone, you got the flip button and they're like, oh, you yeah, can do tricks. Yeah. I'm like, sure you yeah. can. I want to just bring it back a little bit to the drone that we were talking, the drone that we were talking about. <laughs> this is it. This is a CX star. That's the controller. This is the controller the in it. What can I compare this to, folks? I mean, like a loony? Yeah. Let's go really. Canadian. Loony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around me. I don't really like okay, even, even this is the Star Trek controller and I can completely hide it behind it. Okay. Uh, I got an idea. What about you? Got your phone. Show well, me your got, phone. Okay. Well, here's that's a good example. There's my phone. That's an S7 edge. So it's where the drone than, go. Yeah. Right here. Like here's a fob to access. Like that's how big the drone is. Okay. Like, the size of the fob. Yeah. You look at this. It's so itty bitty. There, there's so, no payload going on that side. There's soccer. nothing. I mean, this could hit you in the forehead and you'd just be like, huh, yeah. what was that? I mean, maybe dropping like not to un, Not to put any invalidity on your comments, of course. But what I'm saying is, is that maybe what we're looking at, what we're talking about, is not what you're thinking. That this is kind of the thing that you're going to be doing in the, in the lunchroom. Or not the lunchroom, but the school field. Right? So you get a couple of your friends together and you say, hey, let's fly around. Let's zoom around and have fun. And then when we're done, we take it and we put it back in the controller. So it's not, we're not talking like a a Phantom 3 here. We're not talking about something that's going to cut up your arm or anything like that. I mean, this is, there we go. That's what we're talking about. And when I talked about having. You know, the, the convenience of it being safely in the controller. I mean, I could put that in my pocket and the drone is not going to get damaged. Yeah, you're good. That's what we're talking about. This is the CX Star from Cheerson, and you can find out more about it at thedronezone.tv. But thank you so much for your comment, uh, C128D. Uh, C128D also commented on our discussion about television seg- uh, yes. series and said Devi- Defiance actually goes downhill really fast after the first season. Okay. Um, and was canceled without a decent ending, which sucks. Yeah. I looked into the 100 because you and so many of our viewers suggested it. Yes. So I Googled it. I looked at YouTube trailers. First and foremost, Jeff, I got to say, the trailers look like teenage comedy. Like, this is like Degrassi Junior High meets Outer Space. No, definitely not. That's how the trailers look. Then they're who are they promoting this thing to? It's 100% not that. Are you sure? 100%. Are you absolutely 100% Dude, sure? Dude, I'm in season three, and I'm loving it. Last night, my wife and I were watching... The 100. The 100. The 100. So, The 100 on Wikipedia. Yeah. That. I'm just going to yeah, go Eliza, there. Yeah, I'm that's just, it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I look at the awards, and I see stuff like... Um, okay, what do we got here? What do we got? Uh, best Kiss. Best Guest Star. Best okay, well, actor. first off, best kiss. It's because it was, best ki- oh. it, was it was two women that always. Oh, come on now! Well. Choice TV for chemistry. 
But these are best couple, steamiest, sexiest moment, female breakout star, most heartbreaking goodbye. Yeah, but look and at, then again, they got they not only got nominated, but they won best kiss. But look at it's we're not talking like the Grammys or something here. This is ET I'm talking Super awards. I'm talking. I see the awards and I'm. And the trailers, and it okay, looks look, like prime time, prime time Emmy Award, outstanding special and visual effects. During the best kiss. Pull over. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I watched no, the trailers. The tra- Please no. tell me the trailers. Do, do not don't give judge it justice. a show by its trailer. Go watch the trailer. Tell me if I'm wrong. It looks like a teenage, com- like teenage dramedy. No, uh, no, no. No, I will not. But yet, it. the one thing that keeps me going, what the heck, is that I look at the chat logs from last week's show and I see time and time again people saying the 100, the 100, the 100 is awesome. Amazing show. And I can't get my head around it. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. That's because you've been watching trailers. Watch the I show, watch man. the trailers. These are the things that the producers create to make me want to watch well, it. Well, that producer clearly needs to go back to school. Maybe. Maybe it there's was produced by their about, teenage there's fans. There's nothing about this show that is all like teenage Degrassi. Okay. Nothing. Why did they do the season one trailer then? I don't know. Maybe they were drinking really horrible coffee that day. Maybe. And what are like, your thoughts? Is it the 100? Is that the one I should be looking at? Yes. C120AD, as I said, has a lot of opinions. And goes on to talk about speed charge, speed charging and says that's yes. one of the leading causes of battery failure. Batteries are not designed to charge that fast. They become gassed. Much better to slow charge them for maximum life. Otherwise, there's a good chance that the battery will give out before your contract is up. Which would tell me it's under warranty. Is that nope. a bonus? No. No, warranties are good for one year. Darn it. And it's only manufactured, not usage. C-128D says a slow charge will also charge it to a higher level than a fast charge. So the uh, See, that was a question I had, and you shot me down. You said, no, it's the same thing. No, I thought that it... I'm with C-128D on this one. You could be. Fast charge should only be used in an emergency, and then very rarely once a month or less. If you're doing it always, maybe it's killing your batteries. I've never had an issue with my batteries. I want to Google gassed batteries because that's the keyword the C128D gave us here. Gassed. Christopher Kevin Lee is also sending us messages here. You want to tackle a couple? Yeah. So a couple here. Do you know what? What? I think that's a good idea. What is it? Uh, why don't you come up with a What's few... the context of this? <laughs> <laughs> why, thank you. I think, I'm, I think I'm sure he was referring to everything I've ever said. <laughs> Except for the fact that the 100 is not a show you want to watch. Yeah. Uh, but he says, why don't you come up with a few <laughs> rap songs and post them on the <laughs> When Linux you suggested I should do a rap song for every show. Yes. If I ever do an angry rap again, it's going to be about C-128D's messages. Okay, here's how amazing that rap was. I'm in the line at Canada's Wonderland with my family. Yeah. And you upload And they were playing it? No, you upload <laughs> it. And I said to my wife, stop. You have to see this. There was people standing around us watching this. Oh, yes? That's how amazing it was. At Canada's I pulled Wonderland. I my phone yeah. in the line at Canada's Wonderland, and they're like, wow, that was good. <laughs> I've seen some hilarious comments about it. Uh, Christopher Kevin Lee also says, wow, Robbie didn't know you could rap. <laughs> Normally, I don't like rap, but I love that. Lol. Thanks, Chris. LOL. Yeah. 
Not lol. Yeah. Lol. <laughs> lol, 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 lol. Now, riveting comment from Big Kitty 5. Yahoo. Yahoo. That's right. We're talking about the What's search engine. What's your favorite engine? search engine? No, no, right. you didn't. Yeah. Seriously? You're using Yahoo still? What are you folks using for your search? Like to know. Michael Riley, thanks for sending us a message. Says, thanks for answering my somewhat vague question on Linux and scanners. I've got two machines, an old dual-core 2.33 that used to run Windows XP, and now it's performing wonderfully with Mate, and a more up-to-date 64-bit machine. It's a Core i3-3220, and it runs Ubuntu 16.04. I've got an HP all-in-one, which prints wonderfully, but will not scan. I need to use my wife's laptop with Windows to scan, and then upload to Dropbox. Oh, I hate that. I hate having to figure things out and ways to transfer files and scan it on this computer and move it over to this one. So and, annoying. Yeah, that's not the way it should be these days. Come on, we got networking. Uh, my issue, Michael uh, goes on, uh, was that when I checked the same website for machines that worked and then checked reviews, there was a great mix of, yeah, it works, and no, it doesn't work at all, uh, which doesn't inspire confidence. Or... The comment would say that you needed to do something with the back end to make it work. Even a, a commercial scanning program, which said it could make all scanners work on Linux, said that all Linux machines would need to modify the back end, whatever that is. All I want is a decent flatbed that scans at high resolution in many formats and allows for multiple scans within a session. It does seem rather confusing. I am encouraged by your answer. This is when we looked at the uh, the Canon yes. CanoScan LIDE uh, model printer. It says uh, our scanner. I will take the plunge and buy a scanner by the manufacturer you mentioned. Thanks again from Michael Riley. Thanks, Michael. Hey, please remember to use our uh, partner links. Go That's over right. to our website, category5.tv, and click on support us, and you'll see the partner links there. And by doing that, you can find it on Amazon, eBay, wherever you want to buy, and you'll be supporting the show. A portion of your purchase goes to supporting Category 5 TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talked about um, the new Ubuntu smartphone yes. uh, a while ago yeah. and how amazing it sounds because it's got 10 cores yeah what does seltsu have to say about that uh seltsu i'm guessing c1 c1 it could be anything something these Some, elite kids. somebody somewhere with an internet connection commented and seltsu hey yeah 10 cpu cores on a mobile phone is nothing compared to a modern desktop cpu you know one core i series core smokes all of those 10 phone cpu cores interesting point because i haven't really encountered a 10 core cpu before new haven't really played with one uh but yes the technology is different and it's it's such a bugger because you think about okay people say well this this computer is a celeron and it's three gigahertz Mm -hmm. but then i've got an i7 for that's 2.5 which one's faster I don't understand. And how do you really get to the bottom of that? Because you've got so much more to it than just the cores, just the the gigahertz. There's so much to it that it's really, really tough. And it's even harder, I think, with AMD. Yes. It gets really tricky. Yeah. Going through all the various options, I'm like, what do I get? It's tough. It's tough. So you've got to really look at comparative reviews. And when it comes to a phone versus an, uh, like a full desktop processor, sure, the desktop at four cores is going to probably be faster than a six or eight core telephone. That's for sure. Yeah. You got... Is that the official term? 
Edebutter. Edebutter. Yeah. Because they're still small. It's not <laughs> like they used to be. Okay. Big seller on our website this week is the VR box, virtual reality glasses. And I think that has something to do with our upcoming special yes. on September 27th. Let's check this out. Go to cat5.tv slash cardboard. I was oh. impressed with this. They sent it to us for review. And I said, well, you know what? I'll put it on the air and I'll put it on our website just to see how it looks and how wow. it feels. But oh my gosh. I've seen a lot of cardboard devices. This thing's under 20 bucks, and wow. It opens up at the front, so if you want to do augmented reality and your camera for your phone is right there, you can actually create augmented reality, and then you can close that when you're done. Try that on. Now, I've just got that adjusted to to kind of my size. I don't know if you can... (laughs) My big noggin. uh, Isn't that comfy? Wow. It's got really good padding. Yeah, you can't see out of that. No. Can't let's see. let's show the viewers what we got here. So you what? see the the opening here. Let's see. Oh, you don't even have a phone in there, and yet he's no. like, "Whoa, <laughs> look at this! It's augmented reality." No, it's actually me, Jeff. <laughs> Whoa! In this reality, there's beer on the show. That's right. We've got all this cushioning around the eyes. Yeah, it is really so comfortable. super comfortable. Uh, if you've got bad eyesight, look at what I can do with the uh, with the. Oculus, right? I can move the lenses in and out. That's up here. So I can actually slide those. Oh, they're individual. They're individual. So if you've got one wonky eye, like I do, you can actually adjust it so you don't have to wear your glasses. However, can you try this with your glasses on? Can we see if this is actually going to work with glasses on? Yeah, sure. I think we should probably move the lenses back just to be sure. You're not going to see anything anyways because you don't have your phone. But how does it feel with your glasses on? Um, is it wearable? Uh, yeah, it's wearable. Yeah. I um, And as weird as it sounds, it's actually clearer. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking at the back of the thing. Well, I understand that, but like I could see a screw in there, whereas before I had no clue oh, okay. there was a screw. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's wearable. I don't think I would want to do it for an extended period of time. Like I don't think I'd want with to. With glasses on. With glasses on, right. no. Um, Without glasses on? I mean, my vision is good enough that I don't have to wear glasses all the time. I'm waiting to get those for, like, driving. This feels good. Like, it's very, very comfortable. And I look awesome. Everybody take a picture because this is, that's it. Are you making faces? Nope. Oh, you should be because that's that's the picture everyone's taking. You can get those at cat5.tv slash cardboard. And like I say, they're a fantastic deal. They're so cozy. Look at this. Garvey, check that out, man. I mean, because of how cozy those are, and I was... I'm waiting to find out that somebody's been wearing those while driving. What kind of phone do you have? Oh, yeah. Come on. No, Only you would. The, you're, the, you're the one who'd be texting with those with on the, your the, No, seriously. Okay. With the autonomous cars. Folks, look. Oh, look at that. Okay. Do I need to take my ca- case So off? easy. I don't think so. No? I just want to see. Okay. So let's, let's put your... You've got a big phone. I do have a big phone. Look at that. Even with the okay. case. So, with, so there it is. With the case on. Now I just... Done. Wow. Okay. And there, you've got VR. That's amazing. For under 20 bucks with your phone, you've got VR and good quality. That's insane. I really want you to actually see this. Could you bring up like a video? Yeah. Have you got a 360 video on there that you could? I will see what I can find. Oh, that's where the excitement happens. Let's see. Category 5 Technology TV is broadcasting in 360 VR video on September 27th. We've got the cameras here, and we are getting all geared up. We've got some exciting stuff going on C128D, and we have been testing them. Testing those cameras, putting them through the ringer. We have run them nonstop. 
to see how they're going to perform during our live broadcast. And with something like this, you're going to be able to actually look around in the virtual reality space of the Category 5 TV studio. All right. Are you ready with a 360 video? I have a 360 video. Okay, so what we want to do on YouTube, we want to actually set this to uh, goggles mode. This is not this is not a 360 video. Oh, is it? Oh, it I... was shot in 360, but oh, it's not. It's a, not it wasn't uploaded oh, so in 360. Can can I find a different one? Sure, go for it. Uh, let's see, 360 VR video. Do you think that would do it? Does that have goggle mode? No. No, I'm not. Why are people mode. uploading 360 videos without it actually being in 360 video in 360 mode? Okay, can I do a search for? Yes. Um, let's see here. What did you search for? I just searched up 360 video. 360 video. I seem to think the Mythbusters shark shipwreck is a pretty darn good example of 360 video. Does it? And if it... Have you used this phone with 360 before? I have, yes. Yeah? And it worked? Yeah. And even without an app. Why is it not working today? I don't know. Because you're actually not seeing it in 360 mode. So when you see video like that, it should give you a little glasses that lets you switch the mode. Hmm. Let me see what I can find. Hmm. So Jeff is, Jeff's phone is, is not displaying it as 360 video, but it looks amazing. So pull up a 360 video on YouTube, see if you can see it, and that's going to make sure that you're ready uh, for these goggles. All right? Do that with your phone. Jeff, we've got to get into our review of the, uh, the, the world's smallest HD video camera. Yes, we do. Are you ready for it? But first, as we're talking about 360 video, that makes me think about season 10. Because uh, episode number 471 on Tuesday, the, tw- uh, the 27th of September, that's upcoming, we're going to be kicking off season 10. And mm-hmm. then season 10 there forward is going to be revolutionary. It's going to be yes. amazing. You'll never be able to watch Cat 5 the same way again. So without further ado... Is this Let's, uh, the big announcement? This is the, this is the announcement, folks. Are you ready? I wait for the chat room to go nuts! You're going to go nuts? You're going to cry? You're going to jump around with joy? Here is Sasha Dermatis. Hi, Category 5 friends. This is Sasha Dermatis, and I am here to spill the beans about the big changes coming for Season 10. That's right. Category 5, Season 10. Big changes. Wonderful, wild, wacky changes. One of the biggest, one of the best ever. Category 5 is moving. That's right. Wednesdays are our new day. So, what changes? Nothing really. Instead of watching on Tuesdays, you'll watch us on Wednesdays. And that means I can come back. So, I will join you starting Season 10 every single week on the newsroom. Sometimes co-host, sometimes both. I'll be there in the chat room every single week. Because we are moving to Wednesdays. I cannot wait. See you soon. There you have it, folks. Sasha's back, and Category 5 Technology TV is moving to Wednesdays. Now, for those of you who that makes it tough for you to watch, I know that that is, oh, that's the one thing that gets me. Yes. Oh, I really don't want that. 
But folks, we weighed the pros and cons, and Sasha is one of the the most amazing people in the world, and we love having her, her here on the show. Uh, we've got so much exciting stuff coming for Season 10, and I am very excited to be changing things up for Season 10. It's going to be an amazing time here at Category 5 TV. She was super excited when we told her. Like, oh my gosh. You can just see it on her face. Yeah. GWG, got to make it work, man. Got to make it work. It's true. All right. So there you have it, folks. Season 10 starts on October 5th, technically, with, of course, the kickoff happening on September 27th. And incidentally, of course, on October 5th, our first episode of Season 10, Sasha Dermatis will be the co-host and thereafter. And Jeff, you're sticking around. I am sticking around. So it's really Robbie. You can't get rid of me that easy. Yep. It's Robbie, Jeff, and Sasha Dermatis at the forefront. And then, of course, we've got all your favorites. They're going to be here uh, week in and week out. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an amazing season. Yeah. Okay, let's get right into this because we don't have a lot of time. If you can imagine, in this itty-bitty bag is a little itty-bitty camera. It is super I've got to show you this. It's so cute. It is so tiny. Okay. Did did you just refer to technology as cute? It is adorable. Okay, we've got a USB charge cable, and it is standard Android. No, it's not. Oh, it's mini. Uh. Mini. But it came with the cable, so it's okay. And it is not a proprietary interface. It is mini USB. The cable's bigger than the camera. Yes. (laughs) We've got a strap so that you don't lose your camera, I suppose. We've got... Even a keychain attachment, if you want to turn it into your keychain. <laughs> That's how tiny this thing is, and we all need a keychain, right? And now, the camera itself. Let's get a look. I, I, lo- I love that it's like shaped as an SLR. It looks just like a little SLR. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, folks, there it is. That is. Can you see that? That is little. I'm going to just kind of get in here a little bit. Look at that. That is a little camera. Itsy bitsy camera. (laughs) It's so cute. Okay. I had to figure out where on earth this would fit on our website when they sent this to us. And I said, okay, you know what? I think one of the fun things you're going to be able to do with this is attach it to any drone. Uh, Yeah. Any drone that doesn't have a camera already. This is so lightweight. Feel that, Jeff. Can you even feel it? There's nothing to it. That's... It's so lightweight that you can put it on any drone. So go to cat5.tv slash fly, click on accessories, and you will see that that is, in fact, a part of the mix now. Okay, I'm going to get into this. Is that seriously a view screen? No. Okay. (laughs) It's just cute. (laughs) Okay. So I've got a bag full of elastics because I had to try this. As soon as they sent this thing to me, uh, I I wanted to know. Okay, I've got these (laughs) itty-bitty... Itsy bitsy. Like braces elastics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is an assorted bag from the dollar store. I, I had to buy a thousand elastics in order to get to. You're dedicated. I am just committed to making. There's it. a little one. Oh, great. Thanks, Jeff. Um, you know, somebody's going to want to try this. So I might as well try it for you <laughs> and see, right. if it's, see if it's possible and then see how it performs. I've got a four gig micro SD card. And again, we're talking technology, right? The camera's almost as small as the car. Yeah. Where do you even put this in? Okay. So here we go. That goes right in you there. Know, your zoom wouldn't even show. No. <laughs> so there is a micro SD input here and a USB input and a single button. 
Okay, are we ready? So when I turn this on, I'm just holding in the shutter button, oh, and it okay, so and a red a, a red light has come on. Okay, so now I can take your picture by just clicking, and I assume it took your picture. I'm gonna assume. I'm just gonna assume, and I'm gonna. There we go. And what I want to know is, can a, a micro drone, a nano drone, hold the payload of this camera? I love that you're calling it a payload after our conversation <laughs> with C1D. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's where, that's where the elastics come in, folks. So let's see what I can do. I'm going to put these around here. Okay. Uh, let's say like that. Okay. All right. All right, good. One on each side. Because we don't need to get fancy with this, folks. No carpet tape necessary. There we go. Okay, we've got two elastics. Now... It's so tiny. I don't even know if you can see this. Uh, it's upside down. So I am putting it upside down, but we're going to actually invert the video. Okay. But that's so that I have a flat surface to... Attach it to. <laughs> it's actually solid. Look at this. That is crazy. Okay. So I'm going to turn back on the camera. Do you think it's going to actually fly? Okay. I have no clue. Camera's on. Camera's on. Now I'm going to hold in the button for two seconds, and the red light is going to start flashing. One, two. There we go. 